Hey, Adam. What's up? Do you like to shop at a farmer's market? I do like to shop at a farmer's market. So you're into marketing. I'm into marketing. Good. That Only that kind of marketing, though. Good. Yeah. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. You're listening to the You'll Hear it Podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Coming at you. Today's episode of the You'll Hear it Podcast is brought to you by Open Studio. Uh, we have a special deal for our You'll Hear it listeners. That's uh, not what the Okay, we'll save it. Because this is all about marketing. This is all about marketing. <laughs> <laughs> that was secret tip number one. That's right. Well, it's funny that you said you're not into marketing. And today for the YouTube, what's up YouTube, keep on um, documenting. But... Um, <laughs> You are a virtual marketing machine visually today. You've got the Open Studio T-shirt, yeah, branding, yeah, yeah. You've got the St. Louis Cardinals old school throwback, snapback trucker's hat. Got to represent that. You know what I'm saying? You um, and I like the connection between the two. This is not an official endorsement from the St. Louis Cardinals of Open Studio, nor is it an official endorsement of the St. Louis Cardinals by Open Studio, right? Uh, I personally endorse, endorse, endorse the Cardinals, and if anybody asks when they call Open Studio, I'm going to say, yes, we do. Okay. Because we're St. Louis, we're hometown, that's you know what right. I'm saying? Well, that's, see, now oh, we're easing it? into this marketing thing. Question, nicely. though, to the yeah. CEO, when are we getting our corporate box? Oh, uh, that's uh, TBA or okay. TBD, <laughs> or both. <laughs> Depends on how this offer goes at the end of the podcast. That's right, so. right, right, right. Uh, so today we do want to talk about some marketing, but some gig marketing. Gig marketing, You know, right. uh, in today's current uh, musical industry yeah. climate, so much of this uh, not only is available for musicians to do themselves, but really imperative that musicians... Or even required by certain promoters and clubs, <laughs> so apparently. Some, <laughs> some venues, yeah, like, will check your followers on social media. Or yeah, and I think we lost that. I remember there being a battle, and you still hear it sometimes, kind of... Um, uh, maybe not a battle, but a little bit of a push and pull, a little bit of tension between musicians, artists... And promoters, club owners, or whatever, in terms of whose responsibility is it to market the gig, to promote the gig, okay. and we're going to talk about promotion and marketing because they're not the same not thing same either, thing. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. we we kind of get those confused. But do you remember the time when it was entirely the responsibility of the promoter and or club to market the gig, and it was our responsibility to get the music ready and probably not make very much money, but whatever we yeah. didn't. That's all we had to do. We had do to you do. remember that? I do remember that time. Right. In, in days of your in the battles of artists versus anybody else <laughs> artists are always going to lose this kind of stuff right but, we're but, just so unorganized we're and, so, and uninterested and we're desperate <laughs> and look let's talk about why we're desperate this could be its own seven reasons oh my goodness but because we love this we love to get up and play and, and so they know that they know that that everybody knows that the audience the radio station the re so it's not about i mean yeah we are disorganized too maybe but even when we get organized we don't really have leverage because we want to be there and and sometimes it's like why are we playing for free why are we doing cheap gigs yeah because we would do it for free i've noticed something working with you though is that you are really good actually about when you have leverage or have some kind of power in these situations you really are good at at, at leveraging that power or leveraging your artistic integrity when i think that's inspiring and other people need to do that more i know i think it needs to be done and i've yeah i've definitely learned that being around i mean betty carter getting a chance to play with her when i was very young was such a great example of that she was such an excellent I mean, obviously, vocalist and, and innovator in the music, yeah. but she was also very innovative on the business tip, as yeah, we would yeah. say. 
an excellent marketer of herself, but very aware of like that relationship and her power up, you know, but in an appropriate way, like very realistic about that. You got to back it up. Leverage. Exactly. Yeah. But now, you, you can say that's easy to do when you've got a great career like hers, but she built that. It wasn't yeah. just about the singing. And you kind of teach people how to treat you in this industry. You know, you, exactly. you are teaching them how to behave towards you. So, yeah. but we'll basically, we love to play. So, yeah, we'll get into all this. So, this is seven ways to put butts in the seats. <laughs> I love that, man. Yeah, me too. Put the butts in seats. Uh, okay, so first of all, let's just talk real quick about because are we yeah we are calling this gig marketing yeah you know just to be clear uh, my understanding or at least the way we're going to use this today you know marketing is really this is not necessarily advertising or promotion that may be a part of it but marketing is just about um, getting people or entities that may be interested. Um, or inquisitive or have a problem that they want to solve as in I want to hear some jazz mm -hmm. in this case to the product which is us probably on a gig or a CD or whatever in this case butts and seats to a gig right so it's just getting that awareness and getting them now there's all different ways that we do that and that's kind of what we're gonna go through but that's really what the marketing end finding is. your audience finding your audience that's, what it is. that's right so number one is number one for a reason listen no oh no okay. but close <laughs> yeah Practice. Practice. <laughs> Slash oh, rehearse. Wow. We still got to practice? Yeah. You, yeah. Oh, we can't just get a BA or BS <laughs> in marketing? <laughs> uh, you know, I know you did some of these Webster University master classes with Brian Owens last year. Yeah. And we were talking a lot about marketing or whatever. And I always start off whenever I have conversations about young people, to young people right. about this kind of thing with most of your marketing is done in the practice route. Is right. Done in the practice room. Like, how many people have you gone to see based solely upon sponsored Facebook posts. Exactly. You know what I mean? Well, and if you did and they it was not really happening, then what happens? Yeah, you'll never, ever, ever go see them again. But right. how many people, uh, because you know, a friend of yours was like, oh, this this group is badass. You have to see them. Right, you know, right. You're going to go see that band. When I think, too, everything else that we're going to say after this is going to be is really going to be useless if you're not practicing, if you don't have a good product, if you don't have an interesting thing, if you're not developing, if you're not an inspired musician with a product. I hate to be so crass to call us a product, but that's what it is. Yeah. Um, to provide, all this is going to be for naught, pretty much. Yeah, you and have that's why this is number one. You have to get your art in the strongest place possible so that you connect with an audience. And it, all of this actually gets a lot easier when you good right. at that and yeah. i remember when people used it used to be like man what kind of should i get a business card should i do this and i'd hear yeah i mean no one's talking about that anymore but the equivalent of it is like do you think i should put this on instagram should i do whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and when it's a young musician that can't play i'm like why don't you go practice why don't you learn this or whatever yeah, that yeah. other stuff is the easy part to figure out uh if you have something interesting to promote and to put out there and and to mar that's market that's right people will talk people will talk don't market and try to attract people to something that's that's no good <laughs> word okay number two yeah having so, said that yeah having said that <laughs> once your once your artistic vision is strong and yeah. executable uh get a strong website slash some kind of social media presence right uh that you can um you can put your music out there people can hear examples of what you're going to possibly play at the concert right. you know what i mean yeah i guess we could just kind of call this an online presence in a way and to make this evergreen yeah i mean you a know, lot it, of people insist on having a, a a website I'd, i've never had my own website and really yeah what I'm, happens if we go to adammanis.com i don't know i wouldn't oh. try it <laughs> but i i mean so i get that like for some people that's a really strong thing but for yeah. me I'm, I'm i don't know i've been able to make it happen without having that so far yeah and this is where it gets into like this can change over time I and mean, this doesn't really matter because this is more of a almost in some ways a fad yeah the whole thing about the online presence you just want to go and we'll get into this later on one of the 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 last ones but 
you want to go where your audience is and and sometimes you're going to define what that is the whole the beauty and i think the reason we have this is number two having an online presence is because it's something that for a relatively low cost we can control as as musicians totally. and maybe if there's a management team or whatever totally um but it's all about going back to number one practice it's a place to highlight the things that we're practicing hmm. and if that's best on a website or a facebook page or a group or yeah i've always used a facebook page yeah and remember we learned from sean jones or myspace too. page back in the myspace day. hello yeah. big shout out to my space how you doing those were good those were good pages they for were musicians. good for musicians yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but the idea is just a place to put things in front of people and people are online people are on their phones so you want to be where your potential audience is and you want to have that that great product to let people know and it's a fun thing too even if it's like a regular audience that you have it's great to put things on there because you can kind of warm up an audience to a show you're doing later maybe a snippet from a recording that you're doing that you're going to have available there or, or something that you're going to be playing yeah isn't it a cool thing if they can hear some of that or the way that you're practicing it or preparing it or behind the scenes kind totally of things? Yeah. totally yeah uh so number three and can i just say one more thing about yeah, number please two do. yeah please i do. was just thinking this too thinking back to some things we learned from sean jones as far as the online presence, don't copy other people. Do what's natural for you, what works. Like like you said, the, the website thing has never been a thing for you, yeah. but you excel in some other kinds of postings that I see. And so there's all different ways to do it. Find the one that you're comfortable with and, and really maintain that. Now, you can get into multi-channel if you've got the time, but it's better to have one thing that people know, like, oh, Adam Manis' Instagram is so cool. He does such and such things about his gig or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Sean Jones is big into the Instagram stories yeah, because yeah. that's a natural. He's great at it. He's great at it. It's a natural thing, and it's fun to follow along, and it, and it promotes him and his artistry in a very authentic way yeah i mean the best people who do this it's kind of an extension of their natural personality anyway yeah. you know what i mean yep. so consider that consider it's part of the extension of the project like this is your yeah however best that fits with what yeah you and i do. love it as like a preparing for before and then afterwards like a follow-up kind of thing can be for the actual live gig too yeah uh so number three this is something i put on here because this is something you see now a lot with clubs yeah where they want some kind of concept or theme. Want or insist? Insist. <laughs> it's a fine line. Yeah. <laughs> Whether that's like the music of a great artist or some kind of, you know, instrumentation theme or, so, you know, solo piano series or something right. like, you know, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but having some kind of, uh, you know, not just, you know, Peter Martin live, yeah. but like Peter Martin, like I, you have posters over here from your great uh, Sheldon concert series that you were doing a couple years ago that was amazing yep. but you had like you know uh, uh what was it like pack of five or something like that like yep. all these or like duo themes you know yeah and that kind of thing it's it's just easier to market it's uh, right. something to talk about it's something to get it drives interest in the show you know yeah. what i mean yeah and i think it's great like the, the the trick to this is finding that intersection between what you're passionate about as an artist and what you want to present and what you think people might be interested in because we never i mean we maybe go into this saying like no i'm a great artist it should just be good enough that it's Peter Martin trio, whatever. And maybe there are some situations where it is like Adam Manis trio with your Thursday night regular gig because the theme is built into the regularity of well, it. Yeah, that's coming continue. up. Yeah, that's coming up. Yeah, so yeah. I don't want to give it up. So sometimes, but it has to be appropriate for the thing. And so, like, if I'm asking people to come see, you know, Peter Martin over and over again and I just play the same music, am I really that interesting to do that? Maybe not. Well, especially in the same town. Exactly. If you're if you're kind of on a local scene or whatever, I mean switch it up. Do Peter yeah. Martin with strings. Do give people a reason to want to come back, you know. Totally. Yeah. And they'll let you know if they want you to repeat something. Don't worry. Like And this doesn't have to be like a sellout kind of thing too. No. You can come up with really, really interesting artistic ideas for this to yeah. help propel you. I mean think of take take a, a nod from sort of the the new music world yeah. of 
programming, you know, and like, you know, do, do an evening that's based on a concept that's, you know, like high level art, art concept. Yeah. And you'll still draw some audience from that idea. You know? Although technically if we're calling this episode seven ways to put butts in seats, I don't know if one of them is follow modern classical music way of programming. If we look at the number of people that come, Too, but the, the, the <laughs> no, no, but Touché. the more, no, no, but the, the more creative ways of doing that, that do work. Yeah. They, and, and they do. You just have to be kind of careful about that. But I think that what I like from classical music programming at, at, at all the different levels that's done really well when they do a theme is it's not always like music of Brahms, Bach and Beethoven, the three B's. I mean, that's one way to do it, you know, but when, when and I've had some success with this is when you take things that make people go, hmm, like we did one concert. It was like the music of Thelonious Monk, Stevie Wonder and um like jelly roll morton or something i can't remember the third and like put some kind of connection yeah, yeah but it was yeah, a yeah. connection that i saw musically this is what i'm saying yeah. yeah you can still it could still be interesting to you you don't have to feel like exactly you're just like and that's tributing all the time no no, no. Yeah. and make something that makes people be like it's like a question to people like do you do you think we can pull this off that makes a fun thing but you got to make sure going back to number one practice yeah that you can pull that off and it's organic in your mind yeah if it's kind of a question thing that's a good thing that'll get people yeah. to put their butts in the seat even something as simple as like commissioning yourself to write new music yeah. for your group or yeah. new arrangements with a new instrumentation could be something to market. And that could be something topical, you know, political that, that's interesting to you yeah. that's out there. You know, whatever it is, it's like finding that intersection, you know, of, I, I think, um, something that's marketable to people, but that's something you're passionate about. That's the key. Yeah, it's great. Uh, okay, number four. Yeah. Uh, this is another one of mine, too. Uh, and this is... I think becoming more and more an important part of this, yeah. and that's to live stream your gigs it. if Love you can. And, um, this can be a big game changer for like yeah. letting people know, like, oh snap, these guys can play, like, yeah. and they're here, and they're going to be here again th at this time. You know what I mean? So this would somehow connect with number one practice as well. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to live stream and sound <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but uh, so you know, the most famous examples now are probably Smalls and Mesro in New yeah. York you know iconic new york city clubs that live stream every night right and people all over the world watch so, and when they come to new york they go to those places still because it they have a whole other angle on it from those places like super creepy security camera kind of vibe that they, the way yeah. that those look because it stays on during the break right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah it looks like closed circuit tv or something <laughs> CCTV. no but so oftentimes like i'll just put my phone on the edge of the piano like yep. right here you know what i'm saying so yep. that it shoots up the keys and like that will draw some good views and then the next time i play at that venue as long as like i'm still at that it's like the regular thing or whatever you know yeah like people come and they'll say like oh yeah i saw i, I forgot you were here or whatever but it's you know well, it's a great thing and i think that like those kind of live situations are wonderful because it gives people a little taste there is a little bit of fomo uh if it's something good and we've been paying attention for to sure. number one practice but that's a good thing because if people see it like uh, it's not for me that's fine it's self-selecting no one's forced to watch your facebook live or whatever yeah. but if it pops up and someone's like wow that's cool like that's marketing you totally. know like now you've now you've put it into their or into their possibility into their world and now are they going to take the next are they interested enough to take the next one? maybe they see next week's live stream also or maybe you're in another city and, and then they're like man i wish they would come here and then they come okay i'm going to definitely get a ticket because i've already it's like a sample mm -hmm. it's like a little bit of a sample so that that you're giving them and back to the website thing too we we want to be confident in our product and give them a sample of our live show and then they come and you know a lot of people are scared of this live stream in the gig oh well people aren't going to come to the gig no matter how good the live stream is and look we've done a couple now here and we're up in our stream game and we've put a lot of time and money and energy of the team 
with the audio and the video and everything to make it as good as possible. And we're, you know, and then you talk about like Jazz and Lincoln Center, their live streams are amazing. Time. It's still not as good as being there in person. I mean, no. there's nothing like being there. So I wouldn't. And think, it's not going to keep people from going to those shows. It's not going to keep people. And I mean, if it ever does, maybe, you know, we start to charge for live stream, but we still look at it as like showing people, look what you could get if you were here. Yeah. We're happy to share this. It's even better. Now, if you come, you got to pay something to make it sustainable. We did the last live stream concert we did in here was of the Brazilian cats yeah. that were in Open town. Studio Brazil. And it was so unbelievable. Yeah. We had just like an audience surrounding them. Yeah. We got so many comments on the live stream like, you have to let me know the next time this happens so I could be there. In person, yeah, actually, so. let's link Andrew. Can we link to that below? Is that still live on the? Yeah, we have a. We still have it YouTube, up on the YouTube. It's so good, man. Yeah, yeah it really their, is good. Their butts off and Elio Alves, Romero Lubombo, uh, Edu Ribeiro, yeah. and, and Bob DeBoo. Uh, Bob DeBoo. <laughs> yeah, the the local Brazilian. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But man, it was. But that uh, the point is, is that live stream is not going to deter deter anybody from coming to the show. In fact, it just makes them want to come. Yeah, more. and 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 look, there's everything from that. Well, from beyond that to Lincoln Center, the way they do it, Smalls and stuff. But down to the piano at the keyboard, you know, just put a little bit of thought into it. But it doesn't have to. Not everything has to be perfect. It's, true. it's just giving a little, little, little peek behind. Okay, so we're on number five. Did you know that big guy? I did know. Okay, that. Yeah, number yeah. five. Okay, this is number five of our seven ways to put butts in seats, and this is to keep it regular, keep a regular schedule, and do something recurring. And you have a great example of this. How, how many years now have you been doing your Thursday night trio gig? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. And we have great crowds every Thursday. Yeah. And it's because we've 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 grown it, and people know they don't have to think about it. They know right. that just Thursdays at eight p.m. go down and see the Adam Mass trio. Yep. You know, know it's going to be what we do. And that's that's like a valuable thing to have. And I I talked Doug, the owner of that place, into that because he was not kind of into the idea. But I knew that if I could get something regular and build it, yes, and and people had that comfort level, yeah, that we could have consistent crowds. And so it's important, I think, uh, and it's rarer these days. I mean, it used to be all the time. Yeah. But if you can try to get some kind of weekly or even biweekly or monthly, I think weekly's best because you, people don't have to think at all about it. Exactly. And that's the key. You don't. I mean, people's attention is being pulled in more directions than it ever has. Yeah. And the, the biggest challenge to try to market anything, yeah. I think at this point, is to get people's eyeballs or their ears or whatever you're trying to get the attention. It's the attention, that's the commodity. So what you just mentioned, they don't have to think about it. Yeah. So now you're giving them that time back. If it's something that they're interested in to get that attention that they know, they don't even have to go to your website or whatever, which might only take them a second, but people don't have that time. Yeah. To see, wait, is he Thursdays or Tuesdays this week? Why give him that extra complication? It's regular. Yeah. And, it, I mean, you start doing this long enough, and then it, that sort of starts becoming part of the story. And people, st you know, maybe who came and saw you a year ago, one of their friends was like, oh, yeah, I was at Thurman's Thursday. You yeah. know about this? And like, oh, yeah, the Adam Asprey does that. I hear that all the time. Like, oh, yeah, my friend Joe was down here and saw you yep. guys, and I rem remembered you were here. So it becomes like its own perpetual marketing machine. Like Absolutely. it finds your audience for you. And that's going to tie in with number seven when we get there for sure. Sure. But um, – I think it works on a couple levels. The Adam Manis fans are like, where can we see? Oh, I know he's always there on Thursday. He does some other things, but Thursday is a thermos. But then there's also people that just kind of come in or hear about the club or like the New York Times write up. Thursday has its own vibe. Right. Oh, Thursdays are this. Right. And you know, some people can be like, oh, I don't like that because I want to go talk. And that's more of a listening night. Yeah. But whatever it is, it becomes a regular thing and it's people a, know it. It's a thing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, added benefit going back to number one here is if you have a regular gig, you, of course, start to get pretty tight with the band yeah. that you're in and that 
that, that group practice perpetuates itself and yeah. people start talking. Yeah. About well, and then people are like, wow, they're good there. And, yeah. and you're actually practicing on the gig. I'm yeah, sure you great. would consider that. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, for this, this goes at all different levels. You can talk about clubs. I mean, look, you can talk about other things, restaurants or whatever, but the clubs that are consistent, like sets are at nine, 11 sets are at eight and 10, like everything, like try to keep stuff consistent because people are busy and get confused. And you, we always want to be like, well, this gig um, sustained itself and was a success because the music was so great. But sometimes it's these silly little things like the music's great, but you're not on a regular schedule or you confuse people or people didn't know. Yeah. So we don't ever want to like lose, re, you know, lose sight of these, these kind of logistical things that can be very good. Well, and you know, this number five, keep it a regular schedule, a recurring thing could also apply to your marketing strategies of, of when to post, you know, posting on a regular schedule, yes. not letting two months go by between social exactly. media posts if that's your outlet. Yeah, because people aren't going to be looking for it otherwise. Otherwise, they won't be looking for it. Another thing to consider is if you're in a mode right now where you may be starting to travel around outside of your area, yep. doing some touring, I always thought about that as like an opportunity to keep a regular schedule at those venues outside of where my home base was. You know what I mean? So that I kept a, a yearly rotation of some Absolutely. of these clubs outside of the area. Yeah. And regular schedule, we're talking about weekly because this was an example, but that could be monthly. Totally. It could be yearly as appropriate. Yeah. Um, wh whatever it is, but just keep it regular. Yeah, it's awesome. Number six. Ooh. Number six is, uh, is a good one. Bring in a ringer. Ringer, yeah, yeah whatever that means. To what you. that term meant. I mean, I know exactly what it means. I never understood the development of this. It's such. You're I always, heard it a lot. You're you know? usually the ringer people bring in, Pete. I know, so but I always <laughs> heard it growing up as like a negative thing. I don't know why. Like, I think my parents, because you know they're classical musicians, would be like, "Oh, they got a ringer in there," uh, and yeah. then I was. But the, yeah, it is a positive thing. I, but this is really bringing a special guest, somebody to enhance things from the audience standpoint and from same thing it has to be that intersection of interest totally music and something you're passionate about yeah and and the the advantages of this can be both musical and uh not only that are you going to get like different music from someone uh, bringing in a, a good musician that you might not often play with but you also bring in hopefully their audience with them exactly you know and, and, and some nice cross-pollinization some crossover we've yeah. done that with our with with like Peter Martin and the 442 is my band, right. and I think we've really helped our audiences see each other. Yeah, and this really helps us with number one practice because these kind of situations usually require you to do some extra um, and 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 good different kind of practice to be able to prepare for that because well, they're going to be maybe invite them and then you're going to do their music or whatever. And it also coincides with number three, create a concept or a theme for a show because now this is the theme, right? You know, these two musical entities meeting. Dude, when we come up with these things and then talk about them for weeks on end, of course they're all connected. This is perfectly aligned, just like we've been planning this. All right, but this is taking quite a while. Oh yeah, so let's, go, let's go. Let's <laughs> go to number seven. Number we, seven. We still got to get some butts in the seats. I know, man. So number, number seven, seven, the most important part probably. Word of mouth. Word. Word. That's the best marketing, always. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's like, I mean, the the online presence, all these things, that's kind of just manifestations and more modern versions of the old word of mouth. And if you're practicing and, but, you know, keeping the regular schedule and having interesting guests or interesting themes or whatever, then people will want to do word of mouth and you're not going to have to do that. You're, I mean, you might say at the gigs, hey, if you enjoy this, let bring a friend next week or what. You can do little reminders, but in general, people are going to share. Like, you want to present the music in a way that people want to share. Like, they, they want to, like, ultimately, you want them live streaming your show or taking a picture or sharing it with their friends or telling people at work, man, did you hear what I heard last night? Yeah. That's what you want to do. So if you follow these other things, that'll actually naturally happen. You do need to kind of, little things you can do to tweak, to, you know, tweak people and remind them, but pretty much that's going to happen I mean, just don't be scared to mention your gigs that like you know we talked about m my regular thursday gig whenever i'm playing anywhere and someone says like hey i really love the show i'm like 
oh, that's cool. Come see us on Thursdays. We're at Thurman's every Thursday night at 8 p.m. You know, yep. I say that. Give them options. I say that multiple times a day. Absolutely. And so uh, try to spread the word, and hopefully they come down. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, we have one more big bonus one. We're going to do that right, right at the end. But before we do that, we have one big bonus promotion. Bam! Bonus on top of bonus, bruh. We did this a few weeks ago. Uh, we are offering for our You'll Hear It listeners here at Open Studio a deep, deep discount off of our all-access pass, yes. which is every course that we offer. Yeah, uh, It's the yearly version, so you yeah. get a yearly subscription to the all-access pass. Would that we, be annual? That would be annual. Oh, got it. And we did not give the number of the discount last time, but today we are because it's special. So, you know, around here we like to do our seven-star reviews. We like to do our seven-star ratings and reviews. We like to do our seven, a list of sevens. We're heavy on the sevens. Yeah. So we're going to give you $77 off Man, the all-access pass. Can we do that? Can we afford it? We that? can't really afford it, Come but on. we're going to do it. <laughs> do, we're going to do it quietly, okay? Wait, should, this, should people, are we marketing right now? We need to do some anti-marketing because we're going to lose money on this. Bet. No, we won't. But look, we want people to come into the fold. That's why we love the all access. Yeah, it's great. You know, and it's we, we joke like if, if somebody goes and listens to every single lesson, we have over a thousand lessons on the site now. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that. You can put us out of business. But we're, we're banking on you enjoying it and telling your friends we're trying to spread the, spread the love around and, and, and get – get these lessons in front of the people that want to see. Well, and some things I think that people might sleep on with the All Access Pass is not you just that you just get those thousand lessons that we already have on there, but we're releasing like a course a month at the pace we're on. Yeah. And so you get all that too for the rest of the year. Right. You know, so anything we, we release in this next year, you'll have access to that when it comes out. Right. And there's and, some cool stuff coming up. And not only that, if you, some people might have heard by now of our brand new platform that we're, I'm saying it quietly because I'm mm. not supposed to be mentioned. You know even, about that? I mean, yeah, and we're our new URL, we're not going to tell people yet. We'll tell them first here. We're going to announce it first on for sure. Hear it. For sure. We're, we're the new platform, same great lessons, yeah. same great courses, same great teachers. You're looking at me a little nervously. I like well, that. Well, I just I don't know. <laughs> I mean, get ready for like huge speed upgrade. Yeah, much faster, Woo. same great content, better organized. Lightning and, fast. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to get all into that in the coming weeks. But just know that if you sign up at this great All Access, don't be like, oh, well, should I wait for the new platform? This is going to be fully integrated with our thing. You're going to have you're going to have actually priority access. If you sign up now for All Access, you'll have priority access to the new platform. We'll let you know before true. everybody true. when it rolls out. It's going to be very simple to migrate over there, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Okay, what's uh, our last bonus? So, well, we have to tell the folks, use the 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 offer code all access when you uh, check out with your. Oh, really? Yeah. Nah, you'll hear it. Sorry. No, I don't know. Yeah, use, you'll hear it. Sorry. <laughs> so what are we using? Let's what go. Andrew. Yeah, it's you'll yeah, hear you'll it. You'll hear it. Sorry. Use the, <laughs> use the offer code. Promo code. Use offer the promo code. code. You know. take care of this. Part. <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know. I'm confused myself. Use the promo code. When you'll you check out. I'm not good at marketing. I'm sorry. <laughs> when you check out with the all access pass annual, use the promo code. You'll hear it. One word. One word. No Capital. apostrophe. You'll hear it. Capital. Small doesn't matter. Case not case sensitive. Don't worry about it. You'll hear it, and you can save seventy seven dollars on an annual uh, membership to the All Access Pass. Yeah, we, that'll be nice. Um, okay, so here's our bonus uh, tip on on gig marketing: how to put butts in the seats. And that is, you know, we talked about different channels in different ways, um, you know, websites and all these different things, word of mouth. But the important thing with this. Uh, is to find the channel that your audience is. Don't worry so much. I mean, yeah, it has to be something that you're comfortable with too, but keep like 
do some experiments in different things. And this could be anything from a standing outside with a sandwich board, if that's where your people are, you know, to posting online, to sending emails, keep, if you keep an email list or Instagram. But wherever your people are or people, and, and how do you know who your people are? You start with one and then two, the people that are there. How'd you hear about us? So you put some little experiments out there. And how'd you hear? Oh, I saw you posting on Instagram. I saw your live you know, maybe you become a live stream guy and that's how you always promote your next gig, but find that channel and then hit that one hard. Yeah. And, and, and cause you can't be everywhere at no. all the time. And if, yeah, know know your audience. If you're 17 year old synth pop artist, the <laughs> yeah, yeah. email list is probably no, not the way to go. No, no, no. Right? Get people's phone numbers and text them directly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good. Well, this was fun, man. Yeah, dude. Let's go to market sometime together. All right. All right. You'll hear it.